Hi, how are you? My name is Linda Yangwe, so welcome to another episode of I'm Trying, I Promise. This one is going to be just mostly me sitting here in this closet talking about something that I feel like if you can't relate to it now, it's coming. So let's ask the question. Life is hard, so why not take a minute, maybe 20, and just talk with me? Let's figure it out together. My name is Linda Yangwe, so welcome to another episode of I'm Trying, I Promise. And today we're asking an important question. What even am I doing? Is this it? If you find yourself asking yourself this question, guess what? You're not alone. And I feel like more people should talk about it. We're talking about that quarter life crisis. It slaps different after a pandemic. (laughs) Yes, it gets you in the vibe of like, oh my God, the world literally could have just ended. And here I am. What the fuck am I doing? Pardon my French, but honestly, it's something everyone goes through and it's a quarter life crisis and it's not really paid attention to or it's become like this big joke on social media. But the truth is, it's an actual thing and a lot more people are going through it than we'd like to admit. So according to Seven Summit Pathways, a quarter life crisis is a period of uncertainty, stress and deep soul searching that many young people experience as they embark on a new chapter in life. Transitions can be overwhelming. It's not uncommon for those in their 20s or 30s to encounter a quarter life crisis. It is feeling trapped. And there's four different things that you probably are going through that define a quarter life crisis. Number one, feeling trapped, whether it's in a job, in a relationship, or you just feel trapped in the way your life is going. Number two, separation. And when you're in your quarter life crisis, usually it's the time where you leave your job or uh, social groups are changing, romantic partners, either you're committing or, you know, separating. It's a period where you kind of feel lonely no matter which side you fall under. Number three, reflection. The next stage is the time of reflection, recalibration, and soul searching as they attempt to discover what they really want. And number four, understanding towards the end of this crisis, most people emerge with a better understanding, a greater motivation, and more positive outlook on their future. So usually when we talk about a quarter life crisis, it happens ideally. A lot of the articles and the papers I was reading, it falls under around 25, but then there's also the late bloomers. So uh, the 25 year old gap is usually when you've just finished uni, you know, you've done all these four years of hard work and now you're looking for what next, right? Like I'm supposed to find this dream job and make a career, whatever the heck that means. And then there's the people who kind of are where I fall, where I fell into the job market really early. I kind of didn't get the opportunity to go to university and I just like hit the road running. And then I woke up and <laughs> my whole twenties were gone doing a job. And then I, I woke up and I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? Where where am I going? And then for me, it hit different because it happened when I was 30. And I guess I'm kind of at the tail end of it, <laughs> to be honest. But it happened for me because when you can no longer say 20 something, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. You feel like it's hard to say 25. When you have to say 30, it feels like everyone around you has their life together. People at 30 on the Tevolition always seem like their lives, like they're buying homes. They're having their 30th babies. They are like CEOs of companies. They are big time lawyers and doctors and all the careers your parents wanted you to do. And you kind of just became a creator. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. And a lot of people are going through it. And we just don't know how to voice it. Okay. So what's the difference between a quarter life crisis and a midlife crisis? Because that's the one we see, right? You see a dude in his red convertible going through it and he's like in his 40s and 50s and you're just like, give him a moment. He'll come back. Dad's okay, kids. 
but there's a difference between a quarter life crisis and a midlife crisis. Although the midlife crisis is more recognized, it's not more common. Actually, young people are just as likely to experience a life crisis as their middle-aged counterparts. While underlying emotions are similar, the major difference lies in how others perceive those struggling through the crisis. A midlife crisis is more widely accepted, while a quarter-life crisis is often brushed off or belittled or laughed at, or you kind of just seem like you're whining. And that's probably why, you know, older people keep telling you that you young people are always whining about something. You're always complaining. But it's more like, no, we just realized you guys lied to us. The heck is this? What am I doing? And, you know, when you're supposed to call the adults to fix the situation and then it hits you that like, no, it's me. It's me. I'm the adult. It hurts. As a culture, society expects young people to be happy and carefree, but most people view these years as fun and relatively easy, which can undermine that when a person is experiencing a quarter-life crisis, they're not having it fun. So what are the symptoms? Are you having a quarter-life crisis? Look at yourself in the mirror and <laughs> maybe you can tick off all these boxes or at least three out of eight. You lack direction in your career, relationships, or overall life purpose. You have difficulties making decisions. You're struggling to figure out what's missing. You lack motivation. You struggle with fatigue, stress, anxiety, or depression. You sense the tension between pursuing your dreams and settling down. You worry that your peers literally have everything figured out. And also you fear getting left behind. So what's causing all this? According to a group of counselors, feeling like you're going through a quarter life crisis can be caused by feeling uninspired, apathetic about your current job, experiencing financial stressors, living alone for the first time or navigating the nuances of living with roommates or a new boyfriend or girlfriend, or you're no longer living at home in the comfort of like just chilling. Or maybe you are still living at home and that's causing you crisis too, but the living situation is always a factor as well. And also making significant life decisions, whether it's going back to school, getting married, having children, buying a home, all those things, or feeling disconnected in interpersonal relationships, as well as struggling with mental health conditions like depression and anxiety. And it is noted that most people experience bouts of anxiety and depression, mostly through this age gap of like in their 20s to 30s. That's when mental health crisis really comes to the forefront, okay? Becomes part of your lifestyle now. So it's easy to see why it's most people in their 20s and 30s, it's usually like 25 to like 35, are going through it. According to a lot of articles I found by counselors, they all just kind of made you believe that you had to just accept the situation. And I see why. It's normal to feel uncertain and scared and wondering like, the heck am I doing? But you have to remind yourself that it's okay. You don't have to have all the answers today. And almost everyone has periods of doubt and uncertainty. And you have to accept the situation and you won't be judged or judge yourself harshly and give yourself that grace and that room to go through it and figure yourself out and come out on the other end better. You also have to pursue what makes you excited. If it means that you can't just up and leave your job or stop looking for work and decide you don't dream of labor, it's fine, do you? But sometimes because of capitalism, you kind of have to find a happy middle. And so maybe pursue your passion. If it's finding a hobby, if it's finding a job you actually love or creating that job, it could really suck you right out of this crisis. Also grind yourself with gratitude. Ask yourself, Honestly, what is going well in my life right now? Are you physically healthy? Be grateful. Do you have a job or an apartment that you love? Grateful. Do you have a pet? 
that is awesome and you want to create an Instagram account to disturb everyone with about them, yeah, do it. Even if it's just being grateful for the little things, it can completely shift your perspective on everything that's happening around you or what you assume is happening around you. And instead of feeling stuck in a scarcity mindset and also always in fight mode, it kind of allows you to move into your abundant mentality that actually lets you have more room to breathe and more room to decide, you know, what you're doing. But also seek support. I mean, if you really feel like perhaps a lot of self-talk in your head is negative and you really can't get out of that headspace, find somebody to talk to, find a counselor, find a therapist, talk to somebody. Psychology Today published an article in 2017 called Why Millennials Need Quarter Life Crisis. This one was by Caroline Beaton and she quoted uh, Studs Terkel in the beginning of the article and the quote says, Work is about a search for daily meaning as well as daily bread, for recognition as well as cash, for astonishment rather than topor. In short, for a sort of life rather than a Monday to Friday sort of dying. Which is, I think, where we all realize, like, is this it? Like, am I just doing this, not making a difference in the world, waking up on Monday to Friday and maybe Saturday and just, like, rinse, repeat, sleep, do it all over again. And she actually went into details on why exactly it's very different from a midlife crisis. This quarter life crisis you're going through is valid and it is different. So while a midlife to late life crisis is often triggered by an important life event like a health problem, uh, you know, you lost a partner, retirement, divorce, job loss, a quarter life crisis usually probably doesn't have any provocation, like nothing humongo happened. You were just going about life, chugging along in your career, in your education, in your life, and then stop for a second and ask yourself, is this it? Now, while a later life crisis in life can be distinguished by the realization that we fail to achieve our goals, our youth is behind us, a quarter life crisis is exactly the opposite. It is an epiphany. You realize, I don't have any goals. I don't know what I wanna be when I grow up and I am a grown up. But according to Psychology Today, there's also an upside to this. If you're going through this quarter life crisis, even if it feels like it's never ending chaos in your life, there's an upside. I know. Linda, it doesn't feel like it. No, but like, chill. Let me tell you why. And I kind of like this part of it. While traditional life crisis can actually entail a loss of a role, identity, a quarter life crisis can stem from a deficiency in clarity or all the above. But also having this crisis in your 20s and 30s can result in you taking your life in a whole new direction. It is the pivot your mind is trying to guide you to and you're resistant to. And once you get out on the other side, that pivot is clearer. So yeah, there's no, there's absolutely no lying that a quarter life crisis is disruptive. I mean, it'll ruin your day before your day starts. Especially like if you lived through the last year and a half, everything feels like an existential crisis where you're like, what am I doing? Is this it? But here's a reminder, I hope you find comfort in it. Nothing is permanent. And the only solution is to keep going. In 2005, in an editorial on midlife crisis in Times Magazine, Nancy Gibbs wrote, we are living too long and too well to stay settled, even in a contented state for more than just a few years at a time. So yeah, the rumors are true. Young people don't wanna settle. Millennials don't wanna settle. The next generation, not ready to do it either. So our crisis is actually holding yourself accountable because you realize in this period of your life, chances are the decisions you'll make for your life will result in the life you live for your life. So having this crisis now kinda eliminates that feeling of towards the end of your life where you're just like, I did nothing. This one kind of gives you a chance to ask it now, try to fix it so that at least 
there won't be any regrets. So according to Patrick Allen, how do you overcome this quarter life crisis? He's a psychologist and he used a study called Emerging Adulthood, Early Adulthood and Quarter Life Crisis. And they came up with five different phases of kind of overcoming this place that you're at in your life right now, phase one. You feel trapped about your life choices, your job, your relationship, or both. You almost feel like your life is on autopilot. Then you go through phase two. You get the sense of, I've got to get out of this. And you feel this growing sense that change is possible if you just take that leap. That thing that you've been telling yourself to jump, it's now or never. Phase three, you quit your job, you end your relationship, you break that commitment. Whatever it is that was making you feel trapped, you cut it, you did it, you did it. Then you detach and you get into this timeout period, right? Where you sit in your silence, you sit in your thoughts, you sit in the, what have I done? But then you emerge into phase four. You begin to rebuild your life slowly but surely. And this time, even though you don't have all the answers, you're a bit more sure about how you want to actually look at your life from now on, right? And that's when you enter phase five, glorious phase five. You develop new commitments that are more in line with your interests and aspirations, which is great. And I'm sorry, for some people, having a quarter life crisis might be a week. For other people, it might be two years. But trust the process and trust that you know yourself enough to know what you need to do. In fact, according to the Zilka notes, most people come out of the other end of this crisis in a better mental health. And though this period of like limbo and what the hell is filled with pain and confusion, it's a guaranteed win at the end. According to the same notes, the average age for the onset of depression has gradually slid younger and younger. Before it used to be the late 40s when depression hits you and now we're in the mid 20s where you're really into that mental health crisis and you really embrace it. Thank God that people are talking more openly about it because we're all going through it. And if you meet somebody who hasn't gone through it, what's it like? What's it like to just like never be depressed or anxious? I want to know. Write a book. I'll read it. But because this is happening younger and younger, that's when we're going through these crises more often. Psychologists believe that this quarter life crisis is partially to blame for the reason why this age of like 25 to 35 feels so uncomfortable for some. So let's wrap it up. The truth is you're going to go through it. And if you don't, you're one of the lucky ones. But if you are going through it now, it's all gonna be worth it, I promise. So let me wrap it up with a quote from Paul Angone, the author of a book called All Grown Up, grown spelled G-R-O-A-N, all grown up, searching for self, faith, and a freaking job. He says, experiencing a crisis in your late 20s or early 30s is like having gas after a steak and cheese burrito. It's partially inevitable. You're not the first person to feel this way, but I promise when it passes, you will feel better. So was that self-help? Did that make you feel nice and shiny inside? Maybe not. Do you still feel the same way? Are you still asking yourself, what even am I doing? Is this it? Maybe you are, but trust that you know what's right for you. Trust that that leap you're telling yourself to take, it's time to do it. Trust that that pivot you are going to do and that feeling of I'm stuck in this joint is going to have to happen for you to be able to make a change or to become comfortable in it. And you're gonna be okay because a quarter life crisis is valid. Thank God we have social media to first make it worse, right? Let's be honest. But also for people to laugh about this so you know you're not alone. If you just go on like social media and search any social media, I did it on Facebook, on TikTok, I did it on Twitter, and I did it on Instagram and look for quarter life crisis. People are making great content, laughing at their quarter life crisis. So if they're going through it and making money for it, you're not alone. So keep trying, I promise. It'll get better. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of I'm Trying, I Promise. My name is Lyndon Yangwiso. As usual, 
I love that you're here to join me. Make sure you keep up to date with me on social media. I'm on everything. Find me at, at, at that chick Linda or go ahead and look me up L-Y-N-D-A-N-Y-A-N-G-W-E-S-O. Hit me up on email if you want to talk about anything. Send me a voice note to I'm trying at gmail.com or just a message. And of course, please feel free to support this podcast in whichever way you can. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. See you next week anywhere you're listening to me now. Have a good one. Keep trying.